0: I haven't even showered today. Awesome. Oh, we just <laughs> cut that over. a
1: cool. Now that's going in.
0: Hey, that's the
2: remote flexibility right there, right? <laughs> All right, we got our opener. We got our hook. All right, well, let's get this going and then uh, hook it in here. All right. All right, three, two, one. Hello, Omniverse. I am Joe Bear. I'm Zach. And I'm Diego. And this is Behind the Beard. I'm not even gonna say in the lack
0: thereof. Remember, I'm growing. We're gonna cut that. <laughs>
2: exactly. It's still lack thereof. Welcome to this week's episode where we delve deep into topics that inspire us, motivate us to be better versions of ourselves. Our goal is to provide you with thought-provoking conversations that spark ideas, inspire change, and help you on your journey towards being towards personal and professional growth. Goodness, I want to talk better today. So we'll get my tailing gear in today's episode, where we're talking about the power of remote work and really diving into separating the work from the home when there's no dividing line to separate the two.
1: First, do you guys want to talk about uh, the Mario movie?
2: The I, I Mario. just want, I just
1: want us to talk about like an actual current <laughs> topic because this is the first time the episode is going out the day after we record it. So we can actually do it
0: wow
2: yeah Um, totally not prepared for that
0: i'm gonna see it this weekend i even have little peach right here on my desk mario kart (laughs) but no yeah i'm taking my daughter to to go see it this weekend we play uh some weekends we play super mario brothers together i grew up with it so i'm super excited i feel like it's like that 80s 90s kids like you've always had mario i'm excited it's like broken us records so I'm excited to see
2: it. I was excited on the idea of it until I heard Mario's voice. I don't know <laughs> if I could do a whole movie without, it's a me, a Mario, right? You know, I, I what's his name? Uh, Chris Evans that's doing it, and he doesn't even put on an Italian voice or try to. I don't didn't know. didn't
1: even pretend to be <laughs> the real Mario.
2: Not at all. The He's graphics just... look amazing, though. It's done well in the box office, that's for sure. Uh, So obviously there's not enough uh, pushback like there was with Sonic the Hedgehog, you know, another uh, video game remake where everyone pushed
1: back so bad because of the face of
2: Sonic. (laughs) Very creepy. (laughs) It was.
1: Um, Sonic's always been, Sonic's always been like the B-side, like Mario is the A-game. Yeah that's true
0: like sega's like working in the office and nintendo's like working at home
2: Ooh, what a segue that is that's a hot no, take no, i don't know no. i i played the daylights out of both uh and i mean super mario world one through three did all of that speed run even the original uh what was that movie the super mario movie before it wasn't about the game but it was about the kid that played the game and speed running through it and world championship i don't know i need chat gpt to solve that that problem for me but uh i've always enjoyed mario i really have i don't know you'll have to let us know is it the a player of working from remote uh power or is it uh fall flat as a a b player of working from the office
0: aka sega sorry sega (laughs) (laughs) but yeah speaking of that uh Do you know that delineation of being at home and working at home? I know we talked last week of like the good old perks of like laundry, doing a quick grocery run if you need to, if the calendar allows like those just like little moments where you maybe would have just been at the water cooler talking to somebody. You're having that productivity that which helps decrease stress. But this week it's more about what are the advantages and how do you make it work for you? Like I know, uh, like are you still connecting at 10 p.m. and working emails all night because you work at home? Um, are you working around the clock? Is it different than taking your laptop home from the office and working? Those are kind of the questions that are circulating in my
2: mind. I think you brought up a good point right there of you know being in the brick and mortar office for a long time before uh, transitioning to the remote world is, yeah, there was a punch out time, but then I was going home and literally booting up the laptop to just continue working, right? So there was always the time of, well, I should, if I would have just stayed in the office, then I wouldn't have had the at-home distractions and I could have just stayed focused on work. So that was kind of my mindset beforehand, but now it's, all right, I'm going to stay concretely focused here because I have this life moment, this, this world that needs to be addressed and to be there. And so... With that power, I can say, okay, well, I have this time frame and I can go back afterwards and I can answer some emails, I can do some IMs, touch base, you know, maybe um, I know Diego's a a night owl. So, okay, we can touch base on, you know, thought philosophies and planning for this, but we can do that at 8 p.m. at night because it was a really gorgeous day today. Where in the office, you can, you're just nine to five, eight to six, whatever the case is. And then you bring it home and you're working anyway, right? Um, I don't know, what do you guys feel about that?
1: I think it's about no matter where you work, you need to have that ability to separate what is work and what is home. But yeah, for some people at the very beginning of working from home, I know it happened to me at some point, it's very hard to say like, I saw this email come in, you immediately go like, I'm gonna reply. And then replying that email means you're, I don't know, booting up your computer uh, because you want to attach some documents that you needed to attach to it. And that becomes like this snowball effect of I ended up working three more hours just because I saw an email come in or even worse, I saw a Teams notification come in and that started it all.
0: Yeah, speaking of Teams notifications, mine are off. (laughs) Story about that, I had a uh, notification, or I'm talking about mobile anyways, mine are off because I was in an all hands company meeting and my watch just would not stop. So, um, and it was something for me um, that I had to do, because I found myself not disconnecting and it was like, am I getting the true work at home perk because I'm, a, a email notification comes up, a Teams notification comes up and I'm right there. Uh, do I check in still and see things? Yeah, of course, I, you know, I may not be here in my desk that I've separated to be in when I'm working, but I could be watching a show at night and I just glance in just to make sure that nothing's happening. But it's not a notification of just like a something I could read in the morning because then I just will look at that. And then I'm looking at something else and it's like a cycle effect for me. So I push that away and say, hey, it's time to be engaged in personal life, Zach, not work life, Zach, mm-hmm. and actually get the full benefits of that. Um, or else I'm not, I don't think I'm really in tune and connecting to the, the work home work from home separation and benefits that
2: I signed up for. I like where you're headed with that one. Productive time. Outlook really does a great job of scheduling focus time for when you tend to focus best, right? And if you haven't done a study within yourself of, I am super creative and I can crunch through my to-do list from 1030 to 12. And that time, I just need a block for myself so that way I can stay focused in there. I'm really good at emails and IMs, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., right? Um, and so I can get a lot of that type of work done uh, in and out uh, through all of that. And then later at night. So I look at it as, you know, it, it's the intense focus-y focus time, it's light focus, or it's off, Right. And so I I take it in those three-step approaches there. So that way, even though it may feel like the delineation in that line isn't quite as much as punching out and leaving the building, I can say, you know what, I'm not going to burn myself out by by always being connected, because I've segmented that time for within myself of this is like connection time. It doesn't take a lot of tough mental capacity, so to speak. Uh, but then there's time where I'm zoned in and I'm really super productive. The hard part for me, in, I think for humans in general, is being productive versus being busy. That's when you have a tough time delineating the line, especially in my three-phased approach of I find myself easily distracted into busyness instead of productiveness. Know, what do you guys feel about the difference between um, working remotely being productive versus being busy
1: I think in the in the remote environment it is easier to focus on being productive because we were talking about this last week and you were talking about your alt tab trick uh providing your screen if you're working in an office you need to look like you're doing something right you're not gonna mm-hmm. just be there. Uh, So what that creates is that environment where it's easier to fall into the trap of, I need to be busy. And while when you're working remote, it's easier to focus on the goals and the objectives and can go back to the episode where we talked about to-do lists where you can go back to any of those episodes before we talk about that type of productivity. And yeah, being home is easier to look at whatever you have to accomplish and the goals that you have in front of you and how you get there. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I much. I don't I say I think about when I was in the office, I just find found things to take up my time, right? Where if I have an hour or two here, um and I don't have like a, a exact task to do, right? Like I'm quote unquote caught up um and I don't have a meeting to prepare for or anything along those lines and those nice unicorn days, then I maybe take a walk or I do something there. Whereas in the office, I probably burnt myself out more because I would just find something to do. I would book more, I feel like I would book more meetings or book more things. Like am I loading up the calendar with just random one-on-ones with people? I'm not saying one-on-ones are bad, but am I doing it just to look busy, right? Just in case, you know, an exec walks by something along those lines by my office. Uh now I I just try to but all away from busy work. It doesn't do anything besides make me exhausted. I'm a morning. I'm I hit the morning by late afternoon. I know that I'm just going to be able to do some things. But I like I'm going to just have the, the bogged down like my daughter is getting home from school. She's home by 3pm. I try not to be like super glued. Some days I have to be right there are objectives that I just I know I need to get through. But I have her here she's seven she, but she's you know I'm like okay I want to spend some time there or it's nice like this week it's really nice in North Carolina it's in the 70s all week like I let's go run our bikes or something like that right like if I'm still in my neighborhood if something happens workwise, I pop back in right um but I try not to stay super connected all the time um because then I don't deliver my best self is how I feel on the other side of the fence um in that kind of busy to productive work um, I at the end of the week or at the end of the day, if I'm just going, 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 then 5 p.m. Zach is, I don't know, you're not getting like,
2: anything from me. That's good. I like what you said there. I don't deliver my best self. And by taking the opportunity to know, one, you did the hard work, figuring out yourself. I don't think we all do that enough. Even on a reflection time basis, we've talked about that a lot, of understanding when you do your best work and when you're gonna be most impactful for the business and go to be super productive. But you realize you can push through, but you're delineating yourself to say, This is my productive time. This is when I'm gonna go. Now, how do you switch gears and like what recommendations would you have to go? This is my best self-productive time to now I need reflection and mental creativity zone out time, um, so to speak. How do you, What are your tips and tricks for shooting from one side to the next? Because sometimes we have to move pretty rapidly in today's day and age.
0: Yeah, I think it's just being respectful of yourself and knowing. It's just picking up on your own cues that you give out. Whether maybe you're communicating with a colleague or you're talking to my cat you know like in my instance I'm just like oh my gosh like I can't like you know that like moment like the the eyes the hands on the eyes like the sides of the face like those just moments like that you learn over time for me is is that trick is you know even if you're scheduling yourself for calls you're you know an omni gba and you're picking up shifts and you find uh, between one and three like I just hit like an and a person i used to work with they're like this is like my hit the wall time is what they always called it um they had hurt their wall day too they're like thursday's just not a good day for me for whatever reason i've always picked up on their phrasing but um they hit the wall and they're like i just can't schedule myself from this time but I'm, I'm i'm giving it all from 8 to 12. i just know you can reach me and i will say it i may give you a response and get it to you by end of day but i need to step away give myself a breather give myself a break and I think that that's the exciting part about Omni is when we talk about being able to recognize self and recognize when you need a break and, and break up your day. And and not that it's always the case, right? There's to your point, Joe, that sometimes there's hustle and bustle, but that's the good part about a, a culture that doesn't want to just burn everybody out. Um, but you have to be your own advocate for it right raise your hand Um, notice that it's not always going to be easy Um, and some days you'll have to dig deep but then realize that you owe yourself the time to grow and if you're just constantly in a busy grind mode how can you grow there's not reflection and there's not learning during all those times
1: in road cycling there's like in stage racing specifically Uh, there is this thing that it's not about being the strongest or being the strongest every day. You're going to have bad days, like it's expected to happen. Like you can see any like documentary about Tour de France winning or whatever, and you will see that everybody had that crisis, right? Uh, That crisis day when they couldn't make it through, when they got dropped and all of that. And in cycling, it's always all about like fueling uh, and hydrating and knowing when you need to do it. So I wanted to talk about that because I think that ties back to like really understanding how your body and your mind works and knowing that if something comes up and you need to work on your lowest moment, like on the worst productivity moment of your week, of your day, uh, just by the fact that you recognize it, that you know that this is your weakest moment, that makes a lot of that that brings the best out in you. And just by being aware of it, if you're not, then you're just- uh,
2: Diego, yes, I. what I'm hearing from this, and I'm, I am get super charged up for this, it's the key thing is showing up on crappy days. Like we all have them, right? Everyone's gonna have them and it's showing up and it's delivering what you can. So yeah, my my peak zone is gonna be here, but life doesn't always work that way, right? Where it's, okay, well, I want to work focus time, but I guess what, I have a bunch of meetings or life happened, I have an appointment here, so I've got to adjust on that. I, body emotion will stay in motion, right? That's what you've got to do. And you've got to put it down there and you've got to just deliver even on a bad day. Sometimes just got to go through the motions. You got to get through the training because you're teaching yourself to be better as a human being throughout it all. And that's where the mental strength comes in from a power of remote work. It's not always gonna be easy. There are gonna be days where you're like, "Ah, I could just go ride my bike and do I need a paycheck? Do I even need to work at all, right? You know, maybe, uh, but then you get back to reality, you have a cup of coffee and you're like, you know, that, that was a moment of thought for a crappy day thought. But now I want to get going because I will tell you more often than not, those that are working from home have more power of self-motivation to get stuff done than going to the office. Right. It's you go to the office, you're told to do this, you do that, and then you leave. Where the power of working from home is like you're saying, you're going to have crappy days, but I am now the instigator of my own success train and I'm pushing forward. I think. Only way to know how great you can be is to show up and push through. Yeah, and you you got
0: to realize, like, to Diego's point, that those days where you're pushing or, you know, you're not hitting your marks or, or whatever, it's okay to not always be perfect and not always be number one on all those days. Um, sometimes there's, there's that comfort in working from home, Right. Maybe you don't look your best that day. You just you you don't turn on the camera, but you're still here. You're still present, or um, you know, there's you're you're making your presence known. But you know that I'm here. I'm giving it like something. But I know that tomorrow I'm going to rebound, right? As long as you don't fall into that rut or find a work from home being an excuse to not produce, right? That's it's a lot of that to your point, Joe. It's a lot of a mental clarity and a lot of mental focus of of not going down a route of I can just lay in bed. Like if I worked from my bed, like I got, I know I can't do that. It's like that separation. Like I can't work from my bed. I can't work from my couch, right? Like I know I'm not going to be creative. It's that side of the fence too, is I probably would have way too much distraction. So having that self-awareness too.
2: Do you both have like a, a focal point area of the house? Where you're like, okay, this is reserved for, I need I need to stare at some spreadsheets and figure something out. Do you have that? Or do you have a creative corner where it's got the nice open views and you can see that? And do, do you separate your house into a home environment of different segments? Or is it just you sit down in one spot and you work and you're creative, everything right there?
1: So I, I can tell her about my setup and um. Lucky to have an apartment that's kind of have like five steps that divide the bedrooms from the living area, which is this one. Uh, by the way, I never never work from here. I just record behind the beard from where I am right now because this looks nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I have uh, my the office where we have uh, both desks from for my wife and for myself. Uh, she's hybrid work, so she works at her office, but then she comes to home. Also brings work here Um, and that one has a closed door, which not just perfect for GBAs, but also for whatever work you do. If you work from home, you want to have a door that you can close and you can lock yourself in whenever you need to focus on something and avoid any distractions. And also uh, in the little hallway that connects the living area from the bedrooms, I have another desk. Now on that desk, um, it's like a folding desk that it can work either as like to place things or to actually put a computer on it. It's very small, uh, but it fits a laptop and I have like the creative stuff, like I'm a creative person. So I have um the, I have some guitars there and some stuff for whenever I want to play music and do things that are more on the creative side. Like it just, it builds this environment. It's kind of more creative, but it's smaller and it's not the office, right? So if I need to, like, if I need to look at an email and, and send it out, uh, right before going to bed, I might do it from that desk instead of opening the door of the office and getting in and falling into the trap. Uh, I just have that little desk outside that I can use. Or even like if something happens, I can work out of this, the dining table, but, uh, it's rarely ever the case when I do have the laptop here on the, on the dining table.
0: Yeah, I. There may be a moment where I'm trying to get something done and I'm like in the middle of something where I'm like, I need food. Uh, it's just a busy day and I grab the laptop and I bring it with me to the kitchen. Um, but my I have my office that is directly off the kitchen. Um, like I fa- I face the kitchen. So I just am always in here when I'm working. Um, I don't really bring it up anywhere, anywhere else. Like I don't really have another working space. I'm just here sitting, working. Um, that's, yeah, nothing fancy to my side. Just se- total separation of the,
2: to the office side. One last question for both of you uh, that help with the delineation and the separation uh, of the two. It's more of the mental model that you, you work within in yourselves. Um, are there any mental tricks that you do to switch gears, so to speak, uh, of going from personal to light work to heavy work? Is there something you do so you may not be changing your environment too much per se, but to switch gears to to jump into the work that's needed to be done.
0: You're going from like your segments of like
2: busy, productive, to super productive? I'm saying like... Or like work, work, life, work, life, work, life. Work, life, <laughs> okay. touch emails, IMs to to going about there. Sorry if that wasn't a super clear question, but the ultimate goal is how, how, do, how do you switch the gear, uh, so to speak, of... Okay there isn't a physical line that you step across to go to work, but there is a mental line that you need to cross to get in gear.
0: Yeah, I think for me I just I may mean, probably have said it in the previous episode, but I just get in routine um, pretty much standard, right Get up, have my coffee, get Emily to school, have some get to the gym, work out, get home, sit down, work crunched out. Um, Emily gets home from school I know I probably maybe have an hour or so left of the day to get things done and then I'm done Um, and I kind of just stay in that very similar routine there are some off days where I have a late meeting or a very early meeting and I have to adjust but typically my days are pretty structured to the point that I can follow that routine and it just kind of sets me in the mode of like okay I know and I write it down right even though I have a calendar (laughs) I also just write it down to know like okay, I have this going on, I have this going on, this going on, and then kind of visualize it. Um, and I look every Sunday too, Sunday evening, I always look um, at, at the next week ahead just to see if I need to make uh, adjustments for life appointments or any added uh, work things that typically aren't in the norm. So that kind of routine puts me into the mode I need to be in.
2: What about you, Joe?
0: No. <laughs> yeah, we don't care. <laughs>
2: I have something queued up for it. That's why I asked the question. Uh, all right. So what about um, you, Diego? Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it short and then pass it to you, uh, It's basically the same, just routines. And I think we've all been doing this for so long that uh, it we've gotten like kind of good at it, at, at separating those two things. But at the beginning, it might be just that, right? Just like building a routine will help you. Uh, separate and cross that imaginary line. So how about you, Joe?
2: Yeah, thanks for uh, returning that question, Diego. Much appreciated. Um, And I like where you were headed with that is starting working from home is going to be a different pathway and progress point. And I think that's where I want to help others uh, to help with that transition to working from home. And I think it's a five-word question that really helped me. Um, It's funny enough, I've been doing a lot of cleansing of stuff uh, lately and I came across an old notebook, went through it. And one thing I used to write down when I started working from home is what do I need now? So one, it helps with my stress, my anxiety, any frustrations that are going through. It helps me understand what do I need now And to understand that routine of what's coming up. before I knew what routine I needed to develop, I just had to figure out, Well, what do I need now? Uh, If it's jumping on phone calls as a as a GBA or an agent, it would be I need to make sure that you know it's a quiet environment. Everything is taken care of. uh, I'm ready to answer those questions. I've got my tools up. What do I need now to present to a client? Well, I need to make sure I have my my data there, my points, my my story of making sure that I understand what's going through and then working with my team, what do I need now? So I think I've used that question probably more so alongside with the routines is what do I need now? And it allows self-compassion for myself. And then it gives me more self-confidence to switch that gear to be ready to go. So I can go from, Hey, I'm fooling around with my daughter, making her laugh and giggle kiki ha ha times to, I've got to go present a a big presentation to the client. And, you know, how do you you switch that gear? Well, what do I need now? And here's what I need, and I'm ready to go. Uh, So thank you for returning that question. And I hope that helps uh, others in their transition and working out uh, from home even cleaner and better. Guys, can you believe it? We got through our season. I think we only have one more episode left. Uh, Goodness, this has
1: flown by. That's amazing. And most importantly, we did receive one email. I think two. We I'm not sure.
2: Yay! <laughs> Finally. All right. Um, let's give a big shout out to Josh Landon uh, for being our first non-spam email uh, that came through btb at oiteam.com. Uh, you really have to and- be careful for those spam
0: emails. Phishing, I feel like that's what that's what that was. I just took a course on it this week. Some cybersecurity, and then that one was—I need to report that one.
2: We we, we do, uh, you know. I think it was just our IT guys uh, testing us out to make sure that we weren't going to give away the company secrets uh, through our BTV at OIT.com. <laughs> no Krabby Patty secret formula coming from behind the beard. <laughs> That's true, and we do want to. We do want to take the time to say thank you to Josh, super fan for sure, and we appreciate you um, and answer your question. Uh, with a couple of minutes that we have left here. How do you guys prioritize or make time to learn something new to improve your work, like a new technology system or how to create bots or in a Power BI, et um, We, As we all do as humans, we find it hard sometimes to set time to learn new things. Uh, so some great suggestions would be awesome to hear. Uh, but I think we, we touch base on it. It's prioritization. Um, I, it's pay yourself first philosophy, I, you, know, you have the same amount of time as everybody else. And I make sure to set learning as my first priority, whether it's, I, I have been trying the silence at the gym routine, the care of Diego to more clear the thoughts, but I, I would take the, the time in the morning to listen to an audio book while I'm working out or, um, you know, th- Zach's actually inspired me to pick up an actual physical book again uh, and read through that. It's you just, we spend a lot of time on our phones. If you haven't done so already, I I recommend downloading Moments. It's an app that keeps track of all of the moments on your phone and all of a sudden you're seeing, oh, Clash of Clans or Age of Apes is now, you know, 70 hours a week. Like, how did that happen? Uh, There's time. There's always time that's out there uh to find 30 minutes a day or 30 minutes a week you just got to build up the routine. Uh what about you guys? How do you uh find the time to learn something new? Yeah, I would say it's
0: the same part of routine, right? Um whether it's taking a quick moment um in the morning, you know, listening to something or either um find a break in the day and you either you make that choice of do I take the break and make it, as you talked about earlier, is it going to be a busy workflow? Am I going to step away? Or sometimes you just take a moment and say, I'm actually just going to go through a LinkedIn learning, or actually, I'm going to watch a couple of YouTube videos or a TED Talk or something like that um, to break up the day. And it kind of sometimes will refresh, remotivate midway through a day, too.
1: Something else that you might find helpful is I use a lot of like the new tasks or the new challenges that I find as learning time because what I like, even we can get into the thing, like I need to get this thing done right now, but if I take a little bit of time to learn how to do it better or to learn a new technology, new tool or whatever, uh, it will make me more efficient and more effective through time. So even it might take the first time might take me, I don't know, an extra 30 minutes, but because I took the time to learn about something, but since I learned about it the next time and, and going on, I'll be more effective and more efficient and faster at doing it. Love it.
2: Yeah, it's just the power of doing. And uh, however, we can help anybody support you on your journey. And actually by listening to this and thinking about this actually opens up your mind to be receptive, to try new things and to put it out there into the world. Nobody's going to invest in you as much as you will invest in yourself. So take the time to invest in yourself. It's important. Uh, you know, My body, soul, all of it is super good to help you be a better Remote uh, employee, or you know, just better you. I don't know. I should have had something better creative to <laughs> drop us out here. Uh, but we'll end with a quote of the day from uh, Tim Ferriss, uh, who wrote the book, uh, The 4-Hour Workweek. Focus on being productive instead of busy. And as always, hashtag keep learning and let us know what you're learning about too. Please like and subscribe to our channel for more great content. And if you'd like to reach out to us, well, we would love our number two email uh, to come through at btv at oiteam.com. Join us next week for when we start our next topic uh, in the Power of Remote Work series, the savings. Uh, I am Joe Bear, and for my co-hosts, Zach and Diego, this is Behind the Beard.
0: Now, another part from working at home, I have multiple animals, so another animal making an appearance. Um, but yeah, it's...